0: you can hear me. Um, My setup is a little bit different today. I'm doing it with the mobile phone uh, because we had a storm come through and lightning struck either the yard, the light pole, or the house. Either way, it took out the TV and took out the internet. So haven't got that fixed yet. All right. Thank you for that. Um, if we ha- if you have any prayer requests, remember to put them down in the comments or at joshuaministry741 at gmail.com. Um, I've got resources at joshuafamilyministries.wordpress.com if you would like to visit there. I'm kind of, I've got the website built, but I haven't, I don't, All of my podcasts go there and they're in transcript form also. Plus there's links to um, vaccine data on the page also, resources for that, um, for certain documents. And hopefully I'll be able to go expand on those documents there. Um, So we're gonna get started with the word of prayer and we'll get into the study tonight, dear Father Lord. We thank you for today. Thank you for your many blessings. Thank you for what you've done for us, what you've given us. Thank you for being able to use the the technology that we have to be able to fellowship and to be able to spread your word and to declare the good news. I'm thankful for that. I pray that you give me the clear thoughts and the clear speech. To present your word according to your will i give you the glory and the praise in jesus name amen all right so we've been studying in the book of deuteronomy and chapter 28 so we've made it down to i believe it was verse 39 and the chapter is on the blessings and cursings that a nation receives blessings if the nation if the people will hearken diligently unto the lord and verse one says if you shall hearken diligently unto the voice of the lord thy god to observe and to do all of his commandments which i command thee this day That the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations of the earth. So we see, just to recap, verses 1 through 14 are the blessings that you receive if you obey. Verse 15 starts with the curses. Now, this is uh, verse 15 to verse 68 are the curses and consequences that you receive upon yourself for or and the nation for disobedience verse 15 but it shall come to pass if thou will not hearken unto the voice of the lord thy god to observe to do all his commandments and his statutes which i command this day that these curses shall come upon you and we looked at the curses and we went through All the blessings that he had cited in verses 1 through 14, we covered. Um, He pretty much, if we turn our back, because we forsook the law of God and his commandments, he pretty much, everything is taken away. All the blessings he went through one by one and then took all the blessings away. And it's in verse 20 is where he states that he says, the Lord shall send upon thee cursing, vexation, rebuke, and all that thou settest thy hand to do until thou be destroyed and until thou perish quickly because of the wickedness of your doings, whereby you have forsaken me. And we know he's speaking to his people, Christians, a Christian nation, a godly nation. And it's because his people didn't obey what he told us to do. The reason why we're in the predicament we're in with this pride and it's pride month. And you've got, uh, people, uh, shoving sodomy down our throats is because the church caved, the Christians caved. They went silent. They found a rock and hid under them. And that's why we're in the shape we're in. And it's more than one place. God calls out his people and clarifies that the, this predicament we're in is because his people didn't obey. He never puts the, the uh, onus on the wicked. They don't know God, they don't listen to God, they don't follow God. It's always on us as his people. If you're a believer, if you've put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, you've accepted him as Lord and savior, you've believed that Jesus Christ was born of a virgin, that he is the son of God, that he went to the cross, was crucified, um, shed innocent blood, They stabbed him in the side with a spear and he shed blood and water. Then he was buried three days. Then on the third day, he rose again. If you understand that, believe that, you trust in Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. It is your responsibility for what happens in your family in your nation. He, he doesn't ever blame anyone else except his people for disobeying. And that's what we see here in Deuteronomy chapter 28. So we're going to scroll down where we left off. And I believe it was verse 40. But he's still going with the curses. He's not done with the curses yet. Uh, he says, you shall have olive trees throughout all thy coast, but thou shalt not anoint thyself with the oil for the oil shall cast his fruit. Or for the olive will cast as fruit. Thou shalt beget sons and daughters, but thou shalt not enjoy them, for they shall go into captivity. All thy trees and fruit of thy land shall the locust consume. The stranger that is within thee shall get up above thee very high, and thou shalt come down very low. So remember what he said in verse one, the the latter part was that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations of the earth. So now he's addressing that and saying that the stranger that is within thee shall get up above thee very high and thou shalt come down very low you see the situation has flipped he flipped the script on us because why was it because of what God did he just decided to change it no is it because we disobeyed so it's important for us to understand that because the situation we're in now with our country and I'm dealing with the United States of America right now, because that's where I live. Um, our country started out as a Christian nation, despite what the mainstream media says and what they're trying to make you believe what all this propaganda is. We started out in um, 1609 and Possibly 1607. I'll have to do more digging on that. But you had the Virginia Compact, 1607. And then 1609 was the uh, Mayflower Compact, which I'm more familiar with. Especially because of every Thanksgiving, that's what we bring back to remembrance, was 1609. The Mayflower came in. But why did it come in? It was because they were fleeing the tyrants of England. They were being suppressed. Christians, the protesters, the Protestants, were being... Uh, persecuted and they threw off that government, that tyrant and said, we're not going to be subservient to you anymore. We're going to go where we can freely serve the Lord. According to our convictions. So that's what they did. So that's where our country started. And it was a Christian country. We celebrate Thanksgiving every year or we used to because God blessed the arrival. He blessed the relationship between the pilgrims and the Indians, the Wampanoags. And they had a relationship. They helped each other. The Indians helped the pilgrims survive through the winter. They didn't have any houses. They didn't have any land that they owned. They had to start working out deals and bartering with the Indians. And God blessed that. And, but coming back now to present time, we see that history is being erased, covered up, destroyed. They don't want you to know that we're a Christian country. They don't want you to know that all these blessings that we have and this power and this prestige that we had was because of God. They're trying to um, get rid of God in the, the schoolhouse and the uh, courthouse and the White House. They're trying to get rid of God. But it's time that we, He, he ju- when the judgment comes, it's because of, his people either their the blessings come because of our obedience or the cursings come because of our disobedience and another example is with Abraham and Lot remember when the angels the two angels came down and they ate supper with Abraham and he asked, well what are you doing here?" And they told him that they were going to Sodom and Gomorrah to destroy the cities because they were wicked. Well, there was a little problem there because Abraham had a nephew in the cities. He said, wait a second, you can't destroy him, but surely surely there's more there's more good people there in that city. You don't have to destroy it. And he started with like a hundred. If there's a hundred people, save the city. And he said, okay, if there's 100, we'll save it. And I was like, no, there's not even that many. And then, so he went on down the line, like 50. Is there 50 good people? Okay, if there's 50 people, we'll save it. 40, 30, 20. There wasn't even 10 good people in there. So Lot had completely shirked his responsibility at being an influence. Instead of him influencing the city, the city influenced him. So he was in a predicament. The judgment of God came down because he did not represent. He was an ambassador of God as a child of God, his people, and he didn't do his job. So judgment came and God had to destroy the cities. So we're dealing with the sodomy. And as far as I know, every single state, all 50 states, sodomy is illegal and punished punishable by death and yet we're letting them promote it and letting them manipulate children letting them commit those heinous acts in front of kids and used to I would be surprised that there was no more resistance to it than this but I mean, I am starting to see more resistance. People are waking up. You can see the, um, somebody told me it was amazing that it had, it took beer drinkers to get anything going, get the ball rolling. So there with the, what, Dylan Mulvaney and the Bud Light thing, finally got their attention. Um, then the Target thing, um, pushing the, um, Pentagrams and guillotines, and uh, what was it called? Tuck friendly bathing suit for kids. I mean, it's obvious to me what they're doing. They're destroying the next generation and confusing them with their agenda, gender affirming care. And they're transitioning and they're just doing it for money. For greed is what the people are doing it for, yet Satan has ulterior motives. They think they're doing it for money to make themselves rich. They don't care obviously about the condition or the welfare of the child. Obviously there was a hospital. I'm afraid to say the name. I think, I think it's the name. I think I know the name, but I'm not going to say it, but there was a hospital pushing the transition surgeries and they were boasting in one of their press conferences because they were going to make $40,000 on each surgery. And what they're doing is cutting girls' breasts off and then try, cutting skin out of their forearm or their thigh or somewhere and trying to add parts that girls weren't born with. And then taking boys and cutting their genitals off. And I mean, it's wicked, corrupt, and yet they're they're pushing this. Our government is pushing it down our throats. The, the so God's judgment is coming for that but see there's I think we're in better shape than Sodom and Gomorrah here if we'll go ahead and step up and do what we're supposed to do we've got this is like a, um, I guess a lull in what's fixing and the judgment that God has he's sitting there like the two angels with Abraham looking at the city. Well, if there's this many righteous people, we'll back off. And I know there's, a, there's the majority of people. I don't know if I could safely say that now. But in the South, there's churches everywhere. And most of the door, church doors are open still now. And most of them are having services. And they're welcoming their respective communities in the church services. And so there's still an influence of the church, but I'll have to admit that it has been weakened to say the least. We went to um, Greenville, South Carolina there was a Lutheran church that was having a drag queen. um, It was something called Drag Yourself to Church or something. This drag queen, I don't know if they're supposed to be a comedian or what, but it was talking about having fun and sharing, the love of Jesus and this is a drag queen so I got together with uh, Pastor Mark Burns who is running for Congress in South Carolina and we had a group there was four, three or four different groups that ended up meeting there and we were stood out on the sidewalk and were Preaching and praying, the majority there's about forty people, forty to fifty people there, and we we're praying over the church. And those that would come out, we would try to talk to them. We had one with a bullhorn who was preaching um, the word of God to them as they were walking in and out the doors. You'd see some of the people were they, they everybody because they knew we were coming had their pride flags and their pride pins going into the church. Um, so they're being quite prideful in their sin. But yet God doesn't tolerate it and expects us to call it out. Um... Hold on a second, I'm pulling up a quote here. I don't have it right off the top of my head. Got a couple quotes. Uh, One of our founding fathers, Thomas Paine, said the duty of a true patriot is to protect his country from its government. And the point is, is that the government's pushing this, trying to make it look like it's a bigger deal, but it is actually sweeping people up with it into the chaos. Um, they're having those the pride parades and things like that. Um, one thing I noted when I, we were there, for lack of a better word, well we were there protesting at the Lutheran church. Um, some of the people that came out you could tell that they had been abused when they were children i don't know if anybody would ever pick up on that but i i picked up on that this uh man came over to me he's probably in his late 50s he was trying to talk and trying to he did have a conversation he came over and we were able to talk to him a little bit but i could tell that he had been he was mentally abused and it was just sad to see that because of what he had been whatever he had gone through and yet he didn't realize it he didn't understand the shape he was in was because of that child abuse and that that's i mean he was in it he didn't understand he was in it and we were trying to get sharing the gospel with him And yet he didn't understand, and he's going to a church. So, but we've got to stand up against that corruption because it's taken down a lot of people. But the government is pushing it. They've got the power of the purse. They have the media behind them. But we have God. What is that? Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Um, David understood that when he went after Goliath. So 2nd Timothy 1 7 says, God hasn't given us the spirit of fear, but of power, love and a sound mind. Uh, let's continue reading verse 41. verse 44 he shall lend to thee and thou shalt not lend to him he shall be the head and thou shalt be the tail moreover all these curses shall come upon thee and shall pursue thee and overtake thee till thou be destroyed because thou hearken not unto the voice of the Lord thy God to keep his commandments and his statutes which he commanded thee and they shall be upon thee for a sign and for a wonder and upon thy seed I'm going to pause there for a minute. Let's think about that. Verse 46. And they shall be upon thee for a sign and for a wonder and upon thy seed forever. So the. Remember why he destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. He said, I'll leave it for an example to others not to do the same. Well, for those of us that decide to disobey God's word and turn our back on him, forsake his commandments, you're going to be an example. He's going to use you as an example because you know better. If you're a Christian, you know better. He said, I'll leave you for a sign and for a wonder upon thy seed. It's not just you for which, because you disobeyed and because you turned your back on God but it will also affect your children, your next generation. Now, it says forever. Your disobedience will affect your generations forever. And that's something that I've noticed also is that what generations knew, three to four generations before, was not passed down through the generations. They did a terrible job teaching their children what they knew or what they were taught. I know some did well, some didn't. But look at the country. I think we're further away from God than we were three generations ago or four generations ago. It just keeps sliding and sliding and sliding. And that, again, goes back on to God's people. Are we doing a good job teaching, preaching, training, discipling? We have to be deliberate. The the excuses we get a lot is, I don't have time. I've got to work. Or I've got this or I've got that. And life gets in the way but because we let it get in the way and we ought not do that we've had a since sunday we've had a revival at our church carbon hill first free will baptist um and sunday morning sunday night monday night tonight And we'll have the last days tomorrow. And we've had Brother Mark Riggs preach the revival. And he's a missionary. He was a missionary to Spain for about 20 years or so. Well, longer than that, I think. But he's been preaching on prayer, on faithfulness, and. He's been doing a very good job. Now I missed. I thought I was gonna miss tonight's message because I had a meeting with the sheriff. There, um, the so the county, the sheriff goes around to different towns. I think once a month, and it was back to the town here, and. So I went to the meeting and he had asked about me delivering the, um, COVID-19 data that I had and statistics and try to get people up to speed. I sat down with the sheriff, um, a couple weeks ago and tried to get him up to speed, but there's been obstacles the whole way. Um, So the first time, the first meeting with the sheriff, I just kind of gave him, just said, this is what I want to do. He's like, sure, that's fine. We'll have a meeting, sit down and talk. So we scheduled a meeting. Went to the meeting. Then I only had like 20 minutes to sit down and go through what I needed, like 20 hours to go through. So I had to just cram stuff in give him references to go study and hope that he would study it because we're talking about crimes against humanity. We're talking about holding people accountable. The sheriff needs to be doing that. And we're talking about was, uh, United States code, title, 18 violations. Um, Dr. Fauci, the FDA, CDC the um, Ralph Barrick, Peter Dasick, Alex Azar, on down the line. And then I had Dr. David Martin's speech from the EU Parliament. And I had to give him references. I couldn't expound on any of the stuff. So kind of I could feel the pressure there. So they had the meeting tonight and I had to I went to the is the Stand Your Ground, a meeting on the Stand Your Ground laws in Alabama. Uh, So we're at permitless carry, unless you're gonna go out out of state and you need a permit, so the other states will accept your carry, gun carry. But they were talking about that and the Stand Your Ground laws, which gives you immunity in a um, self-defense situation where you had to use deadly force and it gives you that immunity as long as you were in the right to draw the arm and to defend yourself in that way. And um, so I went through that and I didn't get to talk to the sheriff beforehand and know for sure that I would be able to speak in the meeting. Well, they took the full hour and they had to let past ten fifteen minutes to, um, allow the people to ask questions about the, what they had discussed and so you went, did that, they were about to close it, close the meeting down and they hadn't let me come up yet. So I stood up and I uh, signaled to him that i was ready to say something before we closed down he's like wait later wait till next time or i well, didn't say that but he said uh, he said not right now and but i didn't st- sit down i just stood there and waited so then he called me over there and he said we well, you know um i've already been here an hour a minute too long they're probably gonna get upset you know if you start discussing that's so, what well, i I'm going to accept somebody that it doesn't matter. I said, I'll go ahead and do it. I'm just going to give them a summary. Just let them know why I'm here and what, just give them a quick, um, uh, summary and may at least get them headed in the right direction. So I did that, got up, introduced myself as associate pastor of Carbon Hill first real Baptist church told them why I was there. And Agreeing with them about the gun carries, that we got a Second Amendment, we got a Constitution, Bill of Rights, and Declaration of Independence, and we got a militia, and we got the right to keep and bear arms. And so they've had a couple, they were talking about the Narcan for fentanyl because fentanyl is prevalent and it's taken a lot of lives, and it's fentanyl is so deadly that you can die yourself from not even ever handling it you can be near someone that has it on them and die from it the powder of the fentanyl can touch your skin and it can soak through your skin and kill you um so they've had several or the first meeting was on fentanyl and then they mentioned it again in this meeting I uh, wasn't in the other meeting in the other town. I can't remember which town it was in. But so I mentioned that, and the, the statistics are for fentanyl, national deaths from fentanyl is a 100,000 a year. Well, so then I gave him the statistic on the vaccines data that we have so far, according to the VARES report and right now we're probably up about six million over the past two years so that's three million a year compared to a hundred thousand a year from fentanyl so that's a far more deadly and it told them the government tricked us with covid scared us that was a scare tactic scared us and for those who fell for it and took the shot. And they both are bioweapons. I got that much out. And I told them that it is now the sheriff's job to hold these people accountable. And I told them that they needed to, because I know they had, most likely everyone in there had a family member that died from the vaccine or has been injured from the vaccine. And they need to file a police report, file a report, and send it in to the sheriff's office so they have evidence that that happened. And file a report. So I, I got that far. But I had someone got upset, said, I don't know who you are, where you came from, but I don't, I don't care to know who you are, but you're out of line. And we didn't come here for that and that's um, not the place for it or something like that. You could tell he was a, um, he watched CNN by the previous questions he asked. I already knew that, and I was expecting that. So I just told him, thank you for your remarks. And as soon as he got done saying that, he left, walked out, and then maybe a couple people, maybe. It was about 40, 45 people there. Um, so they all got to hear that much, but that was all I got to tell them. And I said, all right, thank you for listening. If you want to know more, just come up to me. Well, I told them to watch the document, Stu Peters documentaries, watch the water one, two, and died suddenly. That was about it. All I got to say when I had, I mean, you know, I've been over most of it on the podcast before, but so if several people came up asking me about it thanking me for saying what i said and some of them had asked for some more references so i gave them references so hopefully the next step with that is to sit down with the sheriff and see where he's at with it see if he understands that he needs to be investigating and arresting people and banning the shots so i needed another meeting with him Um, so that's where we're at so I actually finished that although they pushed me to the end I had to be belligerent to get in and speak and I had time to make it back to the church for the message tonight I got in just as he was starting the message itself so I got to hear the message too. So thankfully, thank the Lord for that. And so tonight was on reflecting and kind of who do, who do we who should we compare ourselves to? The people around us or Jesus? What does the mirror show us? What is the reflection? Learning how to get away. From the distractions and praying. There's a song I remember is a sweet hour of prayer, sweet hour of prayer. That calls me from a world of care. So that's the, the point of that is that we should be doing what God has called us to do. We as Christians should be sharing the truth, speaking the truth, and continue the right relationship with the Lord, no matter what anybody else says. You got people, for whatever reason, they're nervous, they're hesitant for me to talk about those things. I'm ready to lay everything out because we're running out of time before God delivers the judgment. Um, because that's what he says in his word. If we obey, we listen, he's going to hold off. He's going to actually give us blessings. He's going to help us. He's going to give us rain. He's going to give us the fruit of the field, fruit of the trees, fruit of the cattle, fruit of our family. But if we disobey, he's going to tear us down with curses. Verse 46, where we're at, they shall be upon thee for a sign and for a wonder and upon thy seed forever. Because thou served not the Lord thy God with joyfulness and with gladness of heart for the abundance of all things. Therefore shalt thou serve thine enemies which the Lord shall send against thee in hunger and in thirst, in nakedness, and in want of all things, and he shall put a yoke of iron upon thy neck until he has destroyed you. Do you know what the definition of destroy means? It means to exterminate, to annihilate, to devastate. Neither one of those are good. We see the Lord is serious when his people, if they listen, whether they listen to his words. Verse 49. The Lord shall bring a nation against thee from far from the end of the earth as swift as the eagle flies a nation whose tongue thou shalt not understand that really hits hard right there verse 49 the lord shall bring a nation against thee from far from the end of the earth as swift as the eagle flies a nation whose tongue thou shalt not understand i think i've mentioned this already but needs to be mentioned again we have a wide open southern border and it's being deliberately left open by the government and they're letting people in from far far away they're coming in as swift as the eagle flies and this says a nation whose tongue thou shalt not understand does china ring a bell There has been 6 million people crossing the border that we know of that they have lost their, that they don't have tabs on. 6 million people and most of them are military-aged men coming through the border. They are staging an attack on us from within. Now, is this? It will be God's judgment on us and he will take us down from within with, foreign, with a foreign country. Right now, the ones that are actively trying to tear us down are the United Nations, countries, and China. Particular, in particular. Now, God will let them do that if his people do not listen to what he said. and he will not intervene most likely because the nation deserves to be destroyed now is there going to be a remnant yes there will be a remnant those that listened to god obeyed him and followed him but if the nation doesn't the nation is going to be destroyed you know um it appears that we've been under occupation for the past three years we haven't been in the united states of america the land of the free the home of the brave i think we've been um it's the land of the brainwashed and lazy and slavery the land of the clueless the land of the ignorant The land of the fool. That's what it appears to be. So it's time for Christians to stand up. A nation whose tongue thou shalt not understand. A nation of fierce countenance which shall not regard the person of the old nor show favor to the young. They're going to wipe out the wisdom class and... Manipulate The next generation They're going to destroy The the knowledge Of our people And our future It's not going to be It's going to be very disappointing if we get to that point. So we need to pray. Remember Second Chronicles 7:14, which says, If my people which are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. He says I will hear from heaven. I will forgive them of their sins. And I will heal their land. That's where we're at. We need to seek him diligently. While he can be found. They said the. Other countries have already been taken over by these sort of things. You can see the Catholic countries in particular, South America, um, those like Honduras, Guatemala, Chile, Venezuela. Countries like that, you can see, they've been taken over by false religions. Now, I mentioned the Catholics because they're predominant. They're the ones taking over those countries. But it's not all Catholics. It's the Vatican. The Vatican has been taking over these countries and making them poverty-stricken places. That's in defiance to God's word and his law and his commandments. So they're being destroyed. Verse 51 And he shall eat the fruit of thy cattle and the fruit of thy land until thou be destroyed which also shall not leave thee either corn, wine or oil or the increase of thy kind or flocks of thy sheep until he has destroyed thee. Um, I'll stop there again. That reminds me of uh, Bill Gates and what he's doing. Um, For one, he wants to block out the sun so none of the food grows. And I thought he had accomplished that there a few days ago, with New York turning orange, with all that smoke from Canada. And it turns out their goons, the Antifa, are starting fires out there, I believe. But it's strange that Canada, Midwest, United States, and Mexico all lit up on fire and it all started all the fires started at the same time the exact same time it's kind of weird you can go to um, i saw the the satellite maps on uh, what's his name dutch sensei the dutch sensei on youtube if you pull up his channel he will show you The satellite images of the smoke. And it's amazing to see just in Canada was 20 different places or so. And through that time lapse, they all started at exactly the same time. And so I'm hearing it's Antifa, but I mean, what about all these illegal immigrants and these armies coming in through the southern border that we don't have a clue? where they are i'd say it's more likely those sort of parties instead of antifa it's more likely organized something a little more organized than antifa is i mean you saw what they did in kenosha and burning 12 million or 12 billion dollars throughout the summer of love and they did a lot of damage but they're not very organized But Bill Gates wants to block out the sun. Um, he wants to kill the cattle because they produce too much methane. He wants to uh, vaccinate the entire population of the globe. And I think they got six billion of them, but. Most of them started rejecting the booster shots. But it's hard to believe that these people are getting away with the wickedness that they're doing, except when you look at it through the spiritual lens of God's word. That he uses wicked people to judge his people. I mean, that's really the only thing that explains why all of this wickedness is out in the open and nothing happens. It's like, it's almost like God is holding a a carrot out in front of the, if you hold a carrot out in front of the donkey, he'll start moving and pulling the wagon. And you just hold it out far enough where he can't reach it, but he keeps chasing it. It's kind of like God is, is. Saying, This is what you need to do. Here's the wickedness. You need to call the wickedness out. You need to rebuke it. You need to uh, stop the wicked mouths, as Paul told Titus. They must be stopped. Stop these false teachers. And it's like God is holding off the judgment, giving us time to do what he called, he told us to do. I mean, it's very clear what's going to happen if that is not done, but it's like the lull that I mentioned. It's like, here's this, here's the time he's giving us a chance. Are you going to, are you going to take the carrot and step up and do what I told you to do? Do you want this, the good things, or do you want the bad things? probably a terrible analogy but that's what I had um let's we'll pause right there with verse 51 and we'll see if we can cover verses 52 through 68 in the next podcast but You know, the devil is working overtime to destroy God's people. But he is powerless when God's people make a stand. Our founding fathers knew that and understood that, and they stood up. They sacrificed their fame, fortune, and their sacred honor. Did they not? I think all of the founding, the, the signers of the Declaration of Independence lost their houses, their plantations. Some of them lost their families. They, some of them that survived the war died with nothing. They sacrificed everything they had so that we would have freedom. They did what they thought was right according to their convictions based on the word of God. And God is calling us as Christians, as men of God, to stand up and to defend our families. And that's what we need to be doing. And we're right on the precipice of complete destruction. And it seems like a few are aware, but I pray that's not the case. We pray that God will, well, that we know what God's going to do in this situation. We pray that his people will step up and take action. Like James said, I will show you my faith by my works. So we hope that is what ends up happening. And then once that happens, God will step in and take care of the rest. He's waiting for us to step up. Once we step up, we stand up. God will take care of the rest. But we have to do. We have to obey. We have to obey. All right, I'm gonna close the podcast out. Thank you for listening. Uh, if you would share it with someone else, and so that others can hear it, and hopefully it will be some thought-provoking content as um expound on the word of god apply his word to current events and we're in it we're in a an awesome time it's an awesome time to be alive we want to be fulfill the will of god dear father lord we thank you for today we thank you for what you've called us to do Thank you for your many blessings. We're thankful for the opportunity to be able to share your word and to study your word and to expound upon your word. I pray that we would take your word and apply it to our hearts and our lives. Help us to um be faithful to you in everything that we do, everything we say, everywhere we go. Help us to be the influence that we should be for those around us. and so that they in this shaky times they can see a solid rock a solid foundation so they can see that in god obedience in god's word his commandments there's life and blessings but in disobedience there's cursings and the world's going the path of the cursing and everlasting damnation but the men of god hopefully are following The steps of obedience, listening and seeking diligently his word, which which ultimately we receive blessings from. So pray that we'll make decide which there is no middle ground. There is no neutral. We're all either on one side or the other. We Thank you for what you've done and help us to be strong and courageous. Help us to be bold. Thank you again for what you've done for us. And we give you the glory and the praise in Jesus name. Amen. Have a good evening and God bless.